0: Start your journey with master coach, clinical counselor, and Ayurvedic practitioner, Paris Mogtatter to uncover new layers of your life. Together, we'll break the social conditioning that holds you back, giving you a way to improve physical health, greater emotional stability, and strengthen connections, both within yourself and others. Unlock clarity on what you want in all five realms body, mind, emotions, and spiritual alignment, plus a special connection to source for an extra sparkle. So don't hold yourself back any longer when it's time for transformation from unsure self-doubter into confident game-changer. Let's get started today. Hi, my beautiful, lovely beloveds. I am tuning in here to talk to you from the jungle about a topic that has, it has kind of come up so many times for myself and my clients, and even though I do not like to label anyone or anything or any situation, I find that sometimes these labels help us understand things better. For me, the topic of codependency has been coming up in different stages of my life again and again, and every time I feel like, oh, maybe I've healed from it, it shows up in a different place because often it's layered in many different areas of our lives, especially for women and especially in our relationships. So the reason why I want to talk to you about codependency is not just to give you information about it, but it's because as I get more and more in tune while I'm meditating and while, you know, things become clear to me, I keep hearing that this is a very important time to open up this subject and create awareness around it so that if other women are going through the same thing, that they can have a safe place and understanding to talk about it, to know that it's actually a thing, to know that they're not crazy. There's literally a book that I will link at the bottom of this called You Are Not Crazy, You're Codependent. And this book really helped me understand a lot more depth about this subject. But again, going back to why I'm bringing it up, there are many places where you can read about codependency and study about it. And me, myself, I have made sure to create one pillar out of the 12 pillars in my program that is a very transformational program when women work with me for about four to six months and go through the pillars one by one, I've made sure that one of these pillars is dedicated to codependency. Because often, more often than not, us women have tendencies of codependency. And this could root in something as simple as growing up, we were told, be a good girl. And just by be a good girl, you got to fit in. We have killed a lot of our gut feelings, our intuition, our ways of being and connecting to our higher self. And so just to fit in, we have learned to kind of not be ourselves. And this is, I find, I call it a disease because It is so hard to not live in the patterns of codependency. And as I said, it keeps coming back again and again. So any more we talk about it, the better. But today, I want to talk about it because in my meditations lately, oh, what I hear and the messages that I receive so strongly is that this is the time, the times are changing, according to yoga and Ayurveda, this is the last kala, the yoga kala of kind of the values of the world being upside down, and it's the time where a lot of people are going to really have it hard until they awaken, because a lot of times we do not awaken with easy things. So what is happening right now, if you look around you, maybe you've seen it too, but in my life personally, what I see is A lot of beautiful, giving, open-hearted women who have been giving and giving and giving and taking care of their partners and their families and their jobs and their careers and been doing basically all the things right in their life. You know, as they were told, get a job, be educated, take care of your family. And they've done all of that. And all of a sudden... They're crashing and kind of hitting the wall in a sense that this is showing up as, you know, really imbalanced hormones. Um, for myself, when I did the hormonal test, my body stopped creating cortisol and I had adrenal fatigue because I was so... In action of giving and giving that my body was like okay lady enough enough is enough and so a lot of us are experiencing the adrenal fatigues um imbalance in hormones or you can see that relationships that were based on codependency meaning they were kind of imbalanced in the power one person was giving and giving the other person was just kind of helpless in receiving or one person was enabling the other person to do their bad habits or things like that. The codependent relationships all of a sudden are not working anymore and there is this fire within especially women that is awakening and some men too that is kind of connecting them to their inner fire, uh, which in Ayurveda we call Agni. When Agni awakens, it's like all of a sudden we have empowerment within us. We have clarity of the mind to see the situation from a different perspective. So I see that Many of my friends who were really struggling in their relationships, but kept going and going because they thought they had to be in this relationship, or that they are in corporate jobs and giving all of themselves and trying to create a balance between corporate world and their families, and it's just impossible to do that. Finally, they're like, enough, enough, and there's this beautiful empowerment of this Agni, of the Jatara Agni, the main fire being kind of ignited in them and them being like, I'm not putting up with this anymore. And things, something needs to change or the relationship ends or they leave their corporate jobs and all of a sudden they don't know what the next step is but they know that that's the right thing for them. And this is the empowerment that I'm talking about because you're going to see it more and more and more if pattern of codependency and the destructive cycles of being a codependent and giving and giving and wanting people to guess what your needs and wants are and not being able to communicate them and when people cannot guess what your needs and wants are becoming really resentful and in the end having this anger and frustration and resentment that i'm seeing is showing up for many as also depression anxiety and depression and so When you look at these cycles in yourself and other people, they might show up as you've always been putting others' needs before yourself. And I know that this is something that as moms we do, but this kind of goes beyond that. It's like you consistently prioritize the needs and wants of others above your own. You may feel responsible for their happiness or well-being. So let me tell you something and listen to me carefully. What people do, how happy they are, what kind of responsibilities they take, what they choose to do in their life, whether it is they choose to be healthy or not, or be in a family unit or not, or be an alcoholic or not, is up to them, not up to you. And there is this model that I learned in the life coaching program that talks about let them be. How freeing would it be if we only took responsibility on our own actions and the way we're showing up in our families, and our friends' lives instead of trying to control the outcome. So if your husband wants to drink instead of going for a run or walk with you, let them. If your job is laying off people, let them. You only focus on you, how you're showing up, what things feel in your body. How does it feel to have self-care? To go every morning for a walk or a run or eat healthy food? Or I have even seen in my clients where they don't cook for themselves anymore because the family won't eat the healthy food. So they just, you know, they eat whatever they find or the leftovers, or whatever else nobody else wants. How would it feel to respect yourself? You focus on you, what you eat, how you show up, what kind of movements you do for the health of your own body. What are the emotions that are present in the reaction to other people's actions? And how could you change that? So this is how we start shifting from codependency and trying to control everything and everyone else in our lives into just focusing on ourselves. And let me tell you, I know it's not an easy task. We all fall back onto the old habits. And it can be very challenging to create boundaries at first. Some of you might not even know how to create boundaries, and that's very valid because we have never been taught to create boundaries before. So tools to educate how to create boundaries and how to start shifting the focus from other people, other things, to yourself. The happiness of your spouse or your friends or whatever else they're doing in their lives has nothing to do with you. How would you then shift the focus from them to you? That's the big question. You might even feel like you have a strong desire to be approved by others and This is a deep-seated need from childhood to be validated and approved by others. So one of the first steps, one of the first things I work with when I have clients who are really suffering from this is to work on our self-worth. Ooh, it's a big topic, the self-worth, because at the end of the day, you only Accept what you think your self-worth is. Listen to that again, my friends. You will only accept for you what you think the level of your self-worth is. You will only make the amount of money that you think you're worth. You will only grab the cup from the cabinet that you think you're worth and I say this because I used to do this. I I noticed that every time I made tea, I would give the nice cup to my husband and I would take the one like that is not as nice or I didn't like as much and I thought in that moment, god damn it, I'm going to I'm going to give myself the nice cup from now on. So in everything it shows up in everything. What level of self-worth do you think you have? And another point to measure this, I think, is very simple point. I always check in with myself to see where I am at with this. But if you check how your car looks like, how clean it is, you know, we often let it go to a point where we think we deserve. So if you are a person who usually has garbage in your car, or I know we have kids and Things happen, but you know, if you allow it to go for too long or your bedroom is not clean and you just let it go, you clean up everybody else's rooms, you clean up the entire house, but what is yours is the last priority. This is a really great way to measure what you think your self-worth is. You yourself, when was the last time you bought yourself a new outfit? You always buy the kids new clothes. So these are the things you want to look at. Go ahead and clean up your room. Go ahead and clean up your car. You deserve it. Go ahead and buy yourself a new outfit. You got this. Self-worth and the level of your self-worth really dictates how you live your life. What kind of relationships you allow in your life? What kind of foods you eat? What kind of lifestyle you have? What kind of rules and boundaries you've got? You know, maybe you your rule is that um, I don't want to drink weekdays. And then a neighbor shows up or a friend shows up with a bottle of wine and you're like, ah, I can just oversee that rule. If you break your boundaries like that, maybe looking at that self-worth, maybe looking at ways to really create these boundaries and hold on to them and work on gaining your self-worth back. Seeing where it comes from, where is the root? And in a lot of Ayurvedic work that we do, that's the problem. The Western medicine always looks at the symptoms. So the symptom can be that, oh, I always break the rules just to make the other people happy. And the symptom is that then I am outraged at myself that I did that. How do I fix that? But the root cause of the problem, the Eastern medicine looks at the root cause of the problem. Ayurvedic medicine looks at the root cause of the problem. The root is that that inner child probably never got validated the way it wanted to, never understood that she or he deserves, deserves without doing anything to be who they are. They are worthy just because they are in this world, just because they are on this planet that they can take up space and be worthy without doing anything. We were told that our self-worth is in doing things, achieving things, getting eight marks, or being athletic, or something else outside of ourselves. So understanding the wound of the inner child would be the root of going into this problem. Other things you can look for are if you have a really difficult time expressing your emotions. You kind of get angry. You, you maybe put up with stuff and put up with stuff and put up stuff. And all of a sudden, this anger shows up and you're not sure where it's coming from. If you show your anger, then you get guilt and shame after. So then what do you start doing? Maybe you start keeping it inside. And when you keep that kind of anger inside, I can reassure you that that can result in something like depression. It's not going to go anywhere. You're just suppressing all these feelings and emotions. And often this comes from fear of abandonment. Because we have this intense fear of being abandoned and rejected by others. I had a client that we were working together on finding the root cause of her abandonment issues. And it turned out that when she was a little girl, anytime she did something that the mom didn't like, the mom would stop talking to her. She would just... Ignore her for days at a time. This is called the silent treatment. And now we know that psychologically, it literally is as hurtful as a physical pain. It's very hurtful and confusing for a child to be rejected. So that's like the message to her was you are rejected. And then after a few days, without talking about the problem or issue, because remember we don't talk about issues, then everything would go back to normal. So what she learned was, I never know what I'm going to do to upset my mother and trigger this very painful behavior of being rejected. And so this was still showing up for her in her marriage. And her husband was going out, not coming home at nighttime, partying, He was an alcoholic. And when she confronted him, he would then blame her and say, you're crazy. Stop moaning at me. Stop nagging. You're there's nothing going on. You're crazy. And then she would become so confused and feel that kind of same rejection. So she put up with this for years and years and years until finally, after our work, she was like, enough is enough. So that inner child was still wounded and looking for that approval from a source outside of her. The fear of rejection made her keep going with all the people-pleasing stuff she was doing. So this could show up in many different areas of our lives. And people-pleasing behavior could be that you go out of your way to please others, often at your own expense. So anytime you catch yourself, you're sacrificing your own needs, desires, values, and your own wants. In order to maintain harmony and avoid conflict, you are suppressing. You are people-pleasing. And the time has come, my friends, that this is not going to work anymore. You're going to have to allow yourself to connect to your inner fire of Agni. Once this fire awakens, you will have no choice but just use your empowerment to change your relationships, to change the way you're showing up for your children, for your husband, for your wife, for your career, because once that fire is active, you can see clearly. So you don't need me to tell you or the other therapist to tell you or others to show you how to live. You will have the clarity and you will know This is not good for me. This is good for me. I'm going to go this way. But make sure that you're getting the right guidance with that because once that fire of Agni is activated, it could also be too much because you haven't really listened to it before. So guidance is really valuable in this place. So I just want to tell you a little bit more about this fire within you. If you truly listen to this fire within you and embrace this inner fire, it can be revolutionary energy. And it may at first feel a little bit scary to follow it, but it's an opportunity for personal empowerment. It's a call to ignite your authentic power and self and becoming an active participant in shaping a better future for yourself. Up until now, you might have been living outside of yourself. You might have been living to keep others happy or to experience life through others. It's time that you come to your internal self and start living within yourself. In a world that may seem divided and filled with conflict, our inner revolution can be a force of cleansing, healing, and transformation. So if you resonate with the notion of feeling an increasing surge of energy within yourself, a creative and kind of enlightening force within you. And don't worry if you are unsure how to channel it. Just know that this is a universal thing that is happening to many of us. Get the right guidance. I always tell my clients, find your teacher, find your guru. It doesn't even have to be a guru, but find your teacher and follow them. This is not a path you can go on by yourself. Sometimes simply acknowledging and allowing it, this force to be present within us is enough. But sometimes we need the guidance to go further. Engaging in physical activities, moving your body. Remember, you cannot heal if the lymphatic system is just sitting there. The lymphatic system is the water of your body. If it's just sitting there, there is a stagnation. Think about it. If a lake is stagnant, what happens to it? It stinks. There's going to be algae. There's going to be bugs all over the place. But if there is motion in the river, things move. You're never stuck. So start moving your body, your 70% water, exercise, go for a walk. Move your body with yoga. If you want something that works really fast, do the Kikong yoga that I have on my channel and many are starting to do because it's a really fast and great way that somatically moves the lymphatic system. You can dance. You can do martial arts. Whatever you can do to move that pranic flow, to move the lymphatic system that helps you reconnect back to your body because you cannot heal if you just logically understand codependency or people pleasing or what's happening to you. You have to embody and direct this energy towards your true being. Harnessing it as your creative powerhouse. Your body is your creative powerhouse. Get in touch with it. Contact it. Let it heal you. So it's also important to recognize that many of us have gone through periods of preparing the ground for this inner revolution. Just as crops require tiling before they can they can bloom and blossom, our energy of self-discovery often involves quieter phases where we gather strength and clarity. So if you're currently experiencing that fire rising within you, trust that you have been laying the groundwork for this moment for months, maybe years. This is how you can start the transformative power of inner fire, and revolutionize your energy. You may also witness its effects in the world around you and see how it's showing up in your family, your friends, things that were working in the past and are no longer working. I hope that you found this episode helpful. If you are struggling with people-pleasing or codependency or you feel numb in a way and cannot get in touch with your own physical, spiritual body, please get in touch with me. I have a program that can help you or find your teacher and follow them. Remember, you cannot do this work alone. With all my love, namaskar, my beloved. See you next time.